ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We're taking your phone calls this hour, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Our phone line this hour brought to you by White Claw. White Claw Heart Seltzer, it is made pure. Our text line this hour opened up as well. We'll take your text, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Welcome in to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I hope wherever you're at right now, you're warm, you're safe. Weather kind of slammed us yesterday. Looking outside the studio windows right now, it looks miserable and cold out there. So I'm hopeful that you're somewhere warm. And, of course, if you're driving right now, take your time. Be safe. Be careful wherever you're at right now. If you're in your car, you're driving, just be careful for me if you would. we got basketball coming up tomorrow, of course. Going to be right back here at 6 o'clock for a pregame as Marshall First time in over a week taking on an opponent. This time it's going to be FAU coming into the Henderson Center. And, of course, we already know that it's going to be a challenge for the Thundering Herd. Yesterday, if you were listening to the program, we had Dan D'Antoni's comments from his weekly presser, and he did list Andrew Taylor and Goran Milodovic as um, two players that, you know, are dealing with health issues, COVID-19 related. So Marshall is going to be a little shorthanded. You think the Thundering Herd shorthanded still can take on a team that hasn't played? And it's been a long time since FAU has played. Now, in basketball terms, we're just talking a few weeks, but the last time that they actually played was a loss to High Point. It was at High Point. They lose that game 55-52, and then they got to deal with Issues, Charlotte, Old Dominion, they haven't played since the 21st. So this is going to be the first real action for them. And they've got a three-game road set to deal with. No idea if the Charlotte and Old Dominion games are going to be made up. We don't know what the conference schedule is going to be in that regard just yet. That's going to be interesting because if more of these postponements happen, this is really going to make that schedule topsy-turvy. I would like to think that the conference would maybe give us a little direction on that. I mean, not that it matters ultimately if it's going to be make them up where you can. Everybody pretty much will get into the Conference USA tournament. You're fighting for seeding, of course. It's it's still with us. And Marshall, along with other institutions, are going to just have to deal with it and adjust if you're going to continue to play basketball. So we've got basketball coming up tomorrow. We'll be on the air again, 6 o'clock, with our pregame coverage right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 as Marshall taking on FAU. The more I think about it, I don't know if this is actually going to be the last year, Marshall being in Conference USA, or there will be that transition year before Marshall gets into the Sun Belt, but Marshall's had some success against FAU. You hate to lose an opponent like that. At the same time, FAU really hasn't been a relevant factor in basketball for Conference USA. Marshall leads the all-time series pretty dominant, 8-3. Marshall, I think, on a normal game day, probably would beat FAU now. It might be a little bit more challenging. Dusty May, the head coach of FAU, is 1-3 against Dan D'Antoni. 
honestly, I'm hoping that the Sun Belt can turn into a nice basketball conference for Marshall. It's probably not going to be a premier basketball destination right away, but the way that the Sun Belt has approached football, I have confidence that maybe the Sun Belt could be a nice basketball conference as well. You know, I know that's into the future here, but we got FAU to contend with coming up tomorrow. I hope that this team has found itself. It's not fun coming in here. We've talked about four straight losses now. The EKU game was the last time the Thundering Herd won, and then you go into Ohio, you lose that one, and I thought, that's going to happen. You go into the Convocation Center. If you're Marshall, you're probably going to come out with a loss. If Ohio comes into the Henderson Center, for the most part, Ohio is going to leave with a loss. And then you host Northern Iowa. I thought Northern Iowa was a better team than maybe some thought. Thundering Herd losing that one. And then at Toledo, again, I thought Toledo was a better team than maybe some thought. You lose that one, then you get into conference play. And you hope that the way you played and lost at Toledo would motivate you to play better, to play more aggressive. Dan talked about that yesterday. Practice, they seem to be a better team in practice. How do you get this team in practice if it's performing so well? How do you get this team to show up on game day? I mean, how much of that is mental? I mean, sure, I can look good in practice as well. I can hit shots. I mean, how many of those shots do I have a hand in my face? How many of those shots are contested? You know, you get into game day situation, and of course, it's going to be a lot tougher. But you're at home. You should have the crowd behind you for the next three. You've played in this arena for a while now. You should know what the rims do. You should know what the floor looks like and, and where the best sweet spot is. You know, just all the characteristics of your own building, what what the building sounds like. You should know all of that. So I'm hoping that we see a winning streak here at home against FAU and then the following week against North Texas and Rice. So that's kind of my hope. But it's going to be a challenge. We'll see what this team looks like without Gorin and Andrew. And I'll tell you right now, I'm hoping Tavion has a good game. I'm hoping Darius steps up and has a good game. I hope Michael Byers can have a, a good start. I'm really hoping that we see some guys step up and maybe fill that void at the same time. I want to see a more aggressive team, not too aggressive. I don't want to see them fouling unless – unless you can't avoid it. You know what I'm saying. I just want to see this team come out and be aggressive and be mindful. Don't have room for swagger just yet, but I just want that's what I want to see. I want to see the guys that are superstars on this team be superstars. I want to see Tavion Kinsey. You know, he's averaging 19.2 a contest. Let's bump that up a little bit. Let's get more out of Tavion. How can we do that? You know, Darius George. I want to see Darius George in double digits. I mean, he's flirting with it. He's averaging 8.3 a contest. I want to see him in double digits. I mean, sure, he got 24 points against Campbell, and he had double digits at EKU. I want to see more from him. And, of course, you know, you're going to be a little shorthanded, so someone has an opportunity to step up and really make an impact on this team. I mean, look at it this way. If Andrew's not there, if he's not on the court, someone has an opportunity here to step up. And I know Gorin, someone has a, an opportunity here. 
honestly, someone has an opportunity here to, to really step up, fill a couple of spots here, take that time that Goran would be on the, on the court, take that time. Andrew, take advantage of that time that he would be on the court. So there's a positive here, some opportunities to be had. That's what I'm looking for. We get on the air again, 6 o'clock, coming up tomorrow on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, also on 93.7 The Dog. Looking forward to it. We haven't done it in a while with you. Of course, you know that Southern Miss game postponed, so the Thundering Herd. You know, it's been a few days since this team has been in action. I'm hoping that they've taken that time and used it to get themselves back to where they need to be. Now, I say that, and I thought – the gap between Toledo and Louisiana Tech, the holiday break. I know the holidays are a busy time. Every day is a busy time in winter, it feels like. Something is always tugging on you. The holidays, an opportunity to maybe, it's busy, but recharge a little bit. I was hoping that they would get away for a few days, come back, be ready to go, be recharged. Maybe between this loss and tomorrow, We'll see this team refocused again. I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping for. All right, what are you looking for in tomorrow's game? What are your thoughts? We've got the text line open, so we're going to open it up for you, give you a chance to be a part of the program. You can do that at 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. What are you looking for in tomorrow's game? Who do you want to stand out and have a good performance. Tavion's the easy answer. You want Tavion to always have a great performance. Where do you think the herd's going to get the good performance from tomorrow? Who's going to stand out? If your name is not Tavion Kinsey, is this your opportunity to come and prove yourself and stand out a little bit more if you haven't maybe got enough time out there? Who shows up? Text line again, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. We'll talk a little NFL with you when we continue. One of Marshall's favorite sons could be a head coach sooner than later in the NFL. We'll talk about that with you when we continue with today's edition of The Drive at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Welcome back on a snowy Friday. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. If you're stuck in the house right now, you have nothing better to do. Well, you found something better to do. You tune into this program. That's what you're doing. After that, though, I can't help you. But the text line is open, 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. Did you get a snow day today? Here at Kendra Communications, we don't believe in such things as snow days. So I'm here. We were remote working for some of us and for others. Uh, we were here today. We, we braved the weather but did you get a snow day? Were you able to take advantage of, oh, look, it's snowing outside. I can't come to work. I can't make it. I can't make it today. Sorry. That stuff's all gone. That's all over now. So, okay, you can remote work. What do you mean? Yeah, you can dial into your office computer and do all your business that way. We got to meet. Yeah, well, you know, we got this Zoom thing here. Oh, trust me. 
the snow day is over. It's never going to be the same again. I, I kind of miss it. You know, you wake up and you know, you've seen these, uh, you've seen these memes on, on social media. I mean, they text you now. The schools will text you, "Hey, we don't have school." Before you'd have to wake up, you'd have to tune in, turn the TV on, hope that they, they would announce it. I can remember working late nights, working overnights back in the day when I was DJing. I, I would I would get the phone call. We had a private phone number. Of course, only the teachers and the schools had it. We had that private line. You call us. It's like, okay, hi, this is so-and-so. You know, before, before Jed Flowers would call you in Cabell County Schools, for those of you familiar with Jed here in, in the Cabell County area, you know, before Jed Flowers would call you, we would have Jed in the radio station. You'd call him. Or it was me or somebody if we were working a weekend or working a late night. And, okay, what's your, what's your code to authenticate? Like I had like a book. It was like nuclear football here. Yeah, I had the nuclear football. Okay, I need the authenticator codes here so I can activate the nuclear football. And it was some crazy like chalkboard or pencil or some stupid thing. Like you could probably guess it. Nowadays, it comes to you. You get texts. No school. Okay. Don't have to worry about that anymore. Or hope that, okay, I got to listen. Let's hear, let's hear Paul. If he's going to announce my school, it was like playing the lottery. You're waiting for the lottery numbers. It's like Cabell County Schools, two-hour delay. Wayne County Schools, closed. Boyd County Schools, two-hour delay. You, like, hit the lottery if, if I would say it or when you would hear it on the news. And, of course, you know, you'd watch that little crawl on the TV. You know, now we don't get that, though. It's no fun. It's no fun sitting there for 15, 20 minutes where we could charge. We could charge you, if you were an advertiser, we could charge you money and tie you into that. Sponsored. School closing sponsored. That's See, that's a source of revenue. No longer for the radio station here. A text line again, 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. I mean, what would you do on your snow day? Did you play your Nintendo? Did you play your Atari? Yeah. How far am I going back here? Did you have like a Nintendo 64 you played? Some of you probably didn't even have any of that stuff here. You you had to go out and, and shovel the walk. Or back when we had snow days, you could go out and make money. You could shovel other people's walk and charge them money for it. Come on, entrepreneurs. We were training the future entrepreneurs of America by having our kids go out and shovel walks. Not the adults. I mean, I would see the adults sometimes come out. But the kids would go out with shovel and just shovel walks and charge money. Say, would you like your walk shoveled? No. Shovel it myself, kid. Hey, would you like us? Yeah, you get that in fall, though, with the leaves. Hey, would you like us to rake your leaves? No, I got it, kid. Don't worry. I got it. Thanks. Kids are charging 20 30 bucks for that now. Good news today in the NFL. 
I digress. Good news today. We might see Byron Lefwich a head coach sooner than later. According to ESPN, he is interviewing for the Jacksonville Jaguars head coaching job. He's done a fantastic job so far with the Bucks and Bruce Arians. Of course, when you have Tom Brady to work with as well, it makes you look pretty good. I'm not saying that Tom Brady's the reason, but it's nice to have someone who can maybe execute the things you draw up. The Bucks right now, one of the best in the NFL, lead the NFL in yards per game at over 400, uh, passing yards per game over 300, and second in points scored per game at 23.4. They ranked seventh, second, and third in those categories in 2020. So the Jaguars did the wise thing, actually requested permission to interview Byron Leftwich. Leftwich said... They didn't want to talk to the Jaguars because they wanted to concentrate on the upcoming games against the Jets, but it seems like he's maybe changed his mind a little bit, according to the media reports. Maybe he's he's going to look at that opportunity now. I mean, you're in a pretty good situation right now with Tampa Bay, but you don't get to be the head coach unless you get the head coaching job. I mean, it's great. You can be a coordinator. You can be all of that. But if you have aspirations to be a head coach, now is Jacksonville the right job? Would you take that job? I mean, you want to be a head coach. But you want to find the right fit as well. You just don't want to take the first job that comes available to you or you don't want to take an opportunity that maybe will be your downfall. I mean, you look at the situation and go, okay, is this something that I can take control of and build you know, what's that situation going to look like for me? I mean, for the longest time, the Cincinnati Bengals, you couldn't get anything done with them. Finally made a coaching change, and you've got a change here. But before that, it was just abysmal before Marvin Lewis. It, it kind of got into a rut with him as well. But you got to look at the position, look at the situation, and go, okay, is that a job that I can take and make something happen here? You know, look always for that right opportunity. And if you're a head coach, you're head coach. But at what price? I'm a head coach. Okay. And it's not easy. Trust me. Ask Urban Myers. It's not easy being a head coach in the National Football League. It's not the easiest job in America. It's completely different than college as well. I mean, now, if you've got a coach that has some pro and some college experience like that, you know, maybe the transition's a lot easier, but at the same time, Urban Myers comes in and, you know, Urban Urban thought he could just urban that. No, that stuff doesn't work in the pros. These are men you're talking to. That's not boys. So Leftwich possibly going to maybe get the job? Or at least he's got a shot at it. Jags are also going to interview current Alabama Alabama offensive coordinator and former Houston, Texas head coach Bill O'Brien. He's got some experience there. If you're going to start fresh, though, you you, you bring in Leftwich. I think it would be a more inspired hire. I think Byron's probably more qualified for an NFL head coaching job than Urban Meyer was. Because, again... College and pro, completely different. I mean, you got to learn. I mean, it's not that hard to 
coach one if you've kind of built yourself into it for a while, if you've gone through the ranks, you've gone through the process. They just don't hand you a head coaching job. you got to go through the process of, of building up to that. And you can start small and work your way up and be a head coach. Now, just because you're a head coach in college doesn't mean you can make that jump to being a head coach in the NFL right away. And the same thing, if you're an NFL head coach, doesn't mean necessarily you can make that transition and be a college coach. I think Byron has done it right. He has worked his way up. He has shown himself to be capable. And he's had, I think, a few good years of mentorship. you got to be really good to be a head coach in the NFL. You don't last long. I think Byron's got that opportunity in front of him here. He can make that transition. He'll definitely be better than Urban Meyer. Guarantee you that. Because, again, you don't treat NFL athletes the same as you treat college athletes. I mean, they're young men in college, and they're grown men in the NFL. Just a different level. You can't use that rah-rah stuff. I mean, you're talking professionals here. I mean, you can motivate someone, but you can't use that college rah-rah stuff. You can't bully them as well. You can't bully an NFL player. You just can't do it. You shouldn't, but you can't. I mean, grown men, they're making more money than you. They know that they control a lot of what happens here. College player, it's, it's the coach's word. What the coach says goes. That's it. That's what happens in college. In the pro, maybe not so much. I hope he gets it. I really do. That would be fun to watch. I'm not necessarily going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. I'm not. No, no, I'm not going to be a Jaguars fan. Just because I like Byron, don't get me wrong. I'm going to be rooting for him and being you know, hopeful that he can be really successful. Not going to be a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Not happening here. Just because. It's like, why are you rooting against the Jets? You and Chad Pennington will play. Why are you rooting against the Jets? Because I'm not a Jets fan. I'm a Bengals fan. And they're playing. I get asked that question a couple of times. I just, no, seriously. I like Chad. He's, he's, he's one of the all-time greats at Marshall. Love the guy. Hope his son turns out to be fantastic at quarterback at Marshall. Hope so. But when it's Sunday and my team's playing, you can have... You can have a few roster changes over there that it may be of guys that I watched at college and I'd be all happy for them, yeah, but they're not on my team. Maybe I'm the only one here. I don't know. I, do you? Because trust me, I saw that in play. Remember when Randy Moss got drafted? All of a sudden, Huntington became Minnesota. So all those Vikings jerseys, and I get that. I completely get it. I'm excited for him, too, when he got drafted. We all became, in some way, Minnesota Vikings fans. We all want to pull for the Vikings because Randy was on the team. And, yeah, that's cool. I'm all for that. But if the Vikings were playing the Bengals, I would be rooting against Randy Moss. And I rooted against Chad Pennington. Sorry, Chad. I'm just going to be up front with you. Yeah, I wanted you to do well, not when you were playing the Bengals. And when the Bengals beat the Jets, sorry, Chad, I I hate that that happened for you, but my team won. 
Phone line 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Text line 304-523-2275. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Text line is open, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Texter sent me a picture of a beautiful uh, dog. His name's Marco. Marco's out playing in the snow. Obviously, as the texter wrote, he is named after the herd. Beautiful dog. If you're on Twitter, share that with me on Twitter, if you would, so I can retweet that. Texter also said his litter mate's name is Doc Holiday. So, Marco and Doc Holiday. That is cool. It's a beautiful dog. Uh, go herd from the Texter. Uh, another Texter writes, not to skip ahead, but who are we booking Byron against on the next AEW pay-per-view? Ooh, that's a good one. All right, so is Byron a face or a heel? That's the first thing we need to determine. Is Byron a face or a heel? We're biased, so Byron's a face. So we got to book him against a heel. Where's the feud going to come from? Yeah, now he's got to get the job here, and we got to get back into season here, or or maybe in the uh, months leading up, because AEW will host a event eventually at Daly's place again. So, you know, we'll see Byron in the office. You know, maybe he can get a better. Um, what was that, a computer or something that Urban used uh, during that ruckus in his office during the AEW event? Okay, what's the feuds we need to hook him up with right now? If you're watching AEW on TNT or TBS, you know what we're talking about. If you're not, and you actually kind of like professional wrestling, this is way better than WWE. Right now, way better. It's like old style with a fresh new push. Style of wrestling. I mean, it's like what wrestling would have become if Ted Turner didn't sell it all to Vince McMahon. Actually, I think it would be better. If you like WCW, you'll love AEW. You don't know what I'm talking about here. Uh, just check it out. TNT tonight, AEW Rampage. Check it out tonight. You, you, I think you'll like it here. So, all right, who are we booking Byron against? I mean, because these are the important things we need to focus on. Uh, he's got to get involved with one of the feuds right now. Would it be – now, you've got the new AEW champions, Jurassic Express. They're pretty hot right now. So, someone's got a feud with them, and he'd probably have to be on the side of Jurassic Express. But I don't know if he would get involved in the AEW title with Hangman Adam Page, your current champion. I mean, who's going to be the contender for that? I mean, would would Chris Jericho maybe in the inner circle be feuding with someone real soon? And maybe there's another, you know, stadium stampede. And so Byron has to get involved with that one. I'm thinking maybe they go that way. Or does he does he look at this stuff and go, nah, man? <laughs> That's the thing. We don't know. He might go, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this at all. 
Like, no, sorry, it's in your contract. Look, it's in your contract. You have to do this. If you're employed by the Jacksonville Jaguars, you are, you know, you are ancillary property sometimes of AEW. So I'm thinking Byron might have to get involved with, I don't know, could he get involved with uh, Adam Cole and um, the Young Bucks maybe? I mean, would he be a heel with them? Would he be a face? I don't know. Could we see him maybe give a chair shot to Cody Rhodes? I don't know. We're this. I'm going to think on this. If you got suggestions, if you actually follow this stuff, you've got suggestions. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. Of course, you can text us 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. I think he'd have to get involved with the championship match. So that would probably involve Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page. I can't say too much about what he does because there's a lot of profanity they say some curse words so if you if you like curse words in your professional wrestling they say some curse words now and then so let me let me preface this by saying uh, maybe you don't want your kids to watch this i don't know i'm definitely not a wwe guy anymore haven't been for a long time i'm more of an AEW guy I haven't watched it religiously the past month or so. I actually watched it. it was on TBS. Made the switch over to TBS the other night. And they crowned the new champion in the women's division you know, for the TBS title. Jade Cargill. She's really charismatic. A little green. A little, little rough around the edges as far as her actual in-ring ability. But she's pretty charismatic. So... You know, they're going to let her run with the women's division on the TBS brand. It's sort of like a, a secondary title. And I don't know what they're going to do with the main title on the women's card right now because you know, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, has had a really solid run. And uh, I don't know, you know how to advance her storyline because eventually she's going to have to lose. On the men's side, though, yeah, Hangman Adam Page, they just, they just crowned him recently. Chris Jericho, we're going to see another title run out of him? Probably not. Maybe not for some time. And then, of course, Cody Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes' son, is the TNT championship. He's he's the holder of that belt. So you have your AEW champion. Then you have, which they don't really treat it as a lesser belt, but they've got the TNT championship. And then they've got the women's championship. And now the TBS, because it's named after the Network Women's Championship. And then the tag titles. And the fun thing about this is, if you haven't watched, sometimes they'll let other wrestlers from other promotions come in, and they'll be on loan. So that's what you could possibly do on your snow day, your snow night. Watch the wrestling tonight. We'll take your phone calls, 304-523-2275, our text, and the phone line to dial in is 877-420-8255. We've got more coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
How'd you enjoy your snow day today if you got a chance to take advantage of it? Got people talking wrestling with me on the text line. I've got a beautiful dog that someone had the opportunity to go out and play with in the snow today. We'll take your text as well, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Hopefully everything's going to be nice and clear tomorrow. we got herd basketball coming up tomorrow. The ladies are on the road. The men will play host to FIU. I'm sorry, my apologies, FAU. That is coming up. We go on the air at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, 43 degrees for Saturday, 45 on Sunday, and there's rain in the forecast. Monday is going to be partly cloudy, or is that partly sunny? Mostly sunny. Okay, that's what the Weather Channel says, mostly sunny at 35. And then on Tuesday, it's going to be sunny. So hopefully we'll get past all of this, and uh, you'll be able to get to the Henderson Center tomorrow be a little slushy on your way in. It might be a little nippy tomorrow night, but things will be pretty warm, I'm sure, in the Henderson Center as we've got basketball action. Hopefully this is going to be the start of a three-game homestand. Three wins in a row is what we want to see before the herd has to go back on the road and take on FIU and FAU on the road. So getting back into the swing of things tomorrow with FAU couple players out. Don't know how that's going to impact the squad. I'm still looking for a big game. I want Tavion Kenzie and Darius George. I want both of them in double digits, high double digits. That's what I'm looking for. High double digits for Tavion, for Darius. Maybe they hit some threes. If that shot's not falling, let's go inside. Let's go where the points are. That's just my hope. My hope is that if the three's falling, great. If not, let's just go where the shots are falling. Let's go inside. I'll take a 10-point win. I'll take a three-point win. Doesn't have to be doesn't have to be big. Doesn't have to be fancy. Just get a win. One point win. I'll take it. Get off the losing side of things. This game tomorrow is going to be on ESPN Plus and, of course, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. So if you can't watch it tomorrow, we've got you covered on the radio side. Don't forget, we go on the air an hour before tip at 6. We stick around after the contest to get your calls, your texts. We'll get, hopefully, a victorious Dan D'Antoni talking about the win. We'll play our interviews as well. Your phone calls, feedback, all of that coming up tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We'll take your text as well. We'll do all that. That's coming up tomorrow for our pregame coverage of this one as Marshall taking on FAU. I really don't know what to say about this game that might be, honestly, they're the same team they were, but they've had several days off. Both Marshall, Marshall's had a long layoff, and then FAU's had a longer layoff since FAU hasn't played since December 21st. So that's a pretty long layoff before getting back into action. Both their conference games postponed. So here's a team coming in. I'm not saying that they spent that entire time getting ready for Marshall, but that's a team that's had an opportunity to maybe rest up, get ready, work on itself, 
The Owls come into this one seven and six. Marshall comes into this one seven and seven, zero oh and one, in Conference USA play. The Thundering Herd, for the most part, has been successful against FAU. For the most part, it's it's been a successful run of games against FAU. Overall, Marshall leads the series eight to three. Marshall has only lost one time at home. If I if I understand that correct, if I've read that right, Marshall is five and one against FAU. Five and one against FAU. Marshall lost one time down in FAU. I remember that game. But Marshall's held home pretty much. Now, with that said, there are still questions about this team. You know, a couple of absences on the roster. How is this going to impact this team? How healthy are they coming in? How well will they perform? I mean, these are these are not excuses. These are just concerns for what's going to happen tomorrow when these two teams meet. We'll find out what the starting lineup looks like closer to tip time. I'm sure, hopefully, there won't be any other players that are out. Might be a shorter bench. Maybe we'll get to see more of the bench. I'm hoping for a big game from Darius. I want to see Darius in double digits. And I want to see Michael Byers. I want to see more of him out there. And we're going to see more of him tomorrow, I believe. So we'll see Michael. We'll see Darius. We'll see Tavion. I don't know where we can look as far as someone else's step up. So that's the interesting thing. Where will we see someone step up? Here's an opportunity. Andrew Taylor's not going to be out there. Where do we see the offense come from? We're going to ask that again for you tomorrow. So keep that in mind. We're going to ask that question of you. Where's the offense coming from? FAU. You look at what they've been able to do. Sure, they lost a high point. That was a, a close loss, 55-52. You look at their schedule, they've played teams like Florida Tech, Palm Beach, Atlantic, North Florida, Stetson. They beat the Hatters of Stetson. They lost to James Madison. They won two of three in the Paradise Classic. They lost to Miami, a tough one there, 68-66. They lost at New Mexico, 99-92. I mean, on the service, on the surface, I don't think this is a bad team. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be a team that can win Conference USA. I'm not going to go that far. But I don't think this is a bad team. It's just how well-rested will they be, how rusty will they be, if that's going to be a thing. Has Marshall got over its slump, and Marshall's going to be a little shorthanded. Sure, you would have liked to have played Southern Miss and maybe got that Louisiana Tech loss, got that out of your system. So a lot of questions for this one. I'm just saying the herd wins. I'm just going to go out on a limb right now. The herd wins. They're going to come out motivated. Going to come out inspired. And, of course, if they don't, I'm going to have to answer to you tomorrow during our post game. We'll do it after the game right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. But that's my, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Herd comes out motivated tomorrow. Four is enough. 
Tired of losing. Four is enough. Didn't like the way it ended against Louisiana Tech. That's going to be it. That's it. Herd's going to come out rest of the way, be more competitive. That's what I'm saying. I hope that I can back that up tomorrow. And we'll go on the air again 6 o'clock with our pregame coverage right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed your snow day. For those of you able to take advantage of it, we'll be back at it tomorrow. Let's hope the weather holds and everything is uh, going as planned as it seems right now. we got basketball to talk about tomorrow. We'll do it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog.